Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Monday, June 27th, and we're going to have a high of 18 degrees here in the Edmonton region with a little bit of rain this afternoon. Hey, guys. Hey, man. Are you seeing this beautiful morning? It's a beautiful day today. It is. Isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? How's, it, how's my audio today? I'm going to just check in on the comments here. We're live, broadcasting live as we do every morning on the Podbean app. Um, and, uh, I'm looking to you guys to, to get a better idea with the, how the audio sounds <clears throat> because the reason why I ask, I gotta keep an eye on my levels today. Um, our episode interview with our guest host, uh, Barry McGuire there was it last Friday. Yeah, it was last Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it didn't work out because, um, Barry's audio was too low and my audio was too high and, the fact that you guys endured that live for a full hour just blows my mind. Yeah, the recording is like not salvageable. Yeah. It's bad. There's a little more echo than normal. Okay. Okay. All right. This is good. It's good feedback. <laughs> you let me know if that's uh oh no, I don't, I don't really know. I don't, I don't know. What does that mean? What do we do? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. A little more echo than normal. <clears throat> I think someone just coughed in the mic too. Hmm. Okay, well, uh, we'll get working on that. Uh, but uh, I, I guess just more so, we want to make sure that our levels <clears throat> are the same. Gabby's audio is the same as my audio, and from time to time, you know, I go like <laughs> and do a big laugh, and and then it you know blows your eardrums. But it's uh, it's the downside to doing a live uh, episode. Mm-hmm. That's the downside to doing live because we have all the great audio equipment, the mixers, and everything else, but they do not apply when you're using a live, you know platform or app so we 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 kind of we lose out on the on the good audio quality um but you know we win or you win by being able to join in live every morning on that podbean app so if you guys are you know listening to the recording version you're like yeah this this podcast not the great it's not the greatest quality well (laughs) i agree i agree i I concur (laughs) um but it is the livest one livest of the lives yeah uh, so, uh, definitely join in live and get your questions answered. And in order to do that, you just, like I said, just download the Podbean app, um, subscribe to the real estate investing morning show. And then, uh, when you log in, there's a huge chat here. You can see everybody chatting. looks like Cody's got a big win, um, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, and as well, there's a call in button, click the call in button and, uh, we'll have you on the show and you can ask any questions you want, mm-hmm. uh, free, free coaching for real estate investing every morning at 6am mountain time. Okay. All right. Uh, Cody, uh, got a big win while he was on vacation. Uh, he got financing approval, ready to look for a flip. Nice. Cody, That's I awesome. got good news. There are opportunities everywhere. <laughs> in fact, I just saw one in St. Albert yesterday. Last night, mm. I emailed my realtor and if it's good, I'll send it your way. I'm a nice guy. <laughs> I, well, I'm not allowed to take on any, uh, uh, more projects until 
August, I think August. I think what we need to do is we need to sell, um, we need to sell our. Uh, well, when's Loyola position? Seventh. July seventh or eleventh? I think it's the seventh. I think it's the eleventh. <laughs> okay. Um, I think it's July eleventh for the Loyola. That's officially. Um, it's, uh, it's closed now. It's, uh, they removed conditions on yeah. Friday. So, uh, that's pretty awesome, right? <laughs> and then, uh, what we'd like to do is we'd like to sell our Leduc one first as well. And then, yeah. and then we'll take on more projects. I'm, I was just like buying like crazy there. And, um, I got two more coming up in July. Um, pretty yeah. sure the fourth and 11th. <laughs> that's why I say the other one's the seventh. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that makes sense, actually. Maybe it is. Anywho. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm literally, uh, Cody, man, like I, I'm literally every morning I'm I'm seeing listings pop up. And this is on MLS, as as well as off-market opportunities that get sent to me as well, which I've been having to turn down. Um, I see every morning on MLS, I see opportunities. You know, yeah. the things that I could get, I could lock up in a second. Um, but I'm, are you laughing? <laughs> Do you just chuckle? Yeah. Does my confidence amuse you? Yeah. I could. <laughs> lock them up in a second. I'm going to lock them up in a second, babe. <laughs> well, it's the truth. When I want something, I get it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, it's, it's the truth. How, like, what's my, what's my batting average? What's my batting average on like properties that I want? It's pretty good. If I want a property, I almost always get it. Almost always. Except for that little stretch we had there for a couple months early in 2022. Yeah. That, those three months there. I was I was catching L's like crazy. Yeah. Everyone People, was. Everyone was bidding $60,000 over asking price. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I like to do when I'm in the city now? I like to drive by those properties. <laughs> yeah. And I could see that they got their bins out front and they're doing the renovations on it. And I just know that they're losing money, that they lost money. And it feels really good. <laughs> it feels really good. Oh my God. <laughs> it does. It's like, uh, well, well, we're buying a, a property in Mill Woods there. Um, so I, I drove past that, you know, when I, when I, when I initially saw it and then I drove past it again when I went for my second viewing and then I'm like, ah, I'm going to go drive around the corner to that other property that I really wanted. Um, that went $55,000 over asking and, uh, unconditional. <laughs> and, um, I, uh, oh, sorry. That was $55,000 over asking unconditional sight unseen from out of province. Yeah. And, uh, and I saw the bin out there and they've already replaced the roof and they replaced the windows and stuff like that. I'm like, ah, oh, good for you. You lost about 30 grand on this renovation. <laughs> Hopefully they're moving into it. Yeah. Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Anywho. Well, maybe that, that could be, that could be. The... I mean, it, it, you still lose the <clears throat> money, still overpaid, but at least if you don't just turn around and sell it, then you just sit on it, right? I guess so. Yeah. Sucks to sucks. That's what that's what I say. <laughs> um, sorry about that. <laughs> uh, we had a pretty uh, had a pretty exciting day yesterday. Yeah, our building your REI brand workshop full day workshop started at nine a.m. When did we end? Four thirty ish. Yeah, a little after four. Yeah. Yeah, it was um, awesome. Thank you for everybody who attended live and engaged and was, yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. It was. Yeah. It was a great day. Um, that right there, and I, I was saying it for 
probably a month up leading up to that workshop. But that workshop is one of the most important. Yeah, it is. It's the we're... most important. Yeah. One of the most important. The. I... <laughs> one of the <laughs> most important. <laughs> I. <laughs> Just the. <laughs> I okay. All right. I mean, normally I. What's what's what else? What's the other runner? Well, that's the thing. I can't think of any off the top of my head. Oh, okay. I know that there's others that are in the running that it would be like a very (laughs) close race. You know what I mean? It would be a close finish. I just don't want to like proclaim that that was the most important one, but it's like it's probably tied in a three-way tie with two others. I just really think that like the basics of real estate are very simple. And that it doesn't need to be complicated and that you can get a basic education and do great things in real estate investing. The thing that holds you back, though, is getting yourself known so that, you know, so that people are, are approaching you for opportunities and that you're not out there hunting and making it this big task to do things. I think that when people start approaching you because you've built a brand that the opportunities for growth and for expanding your business is just like can can build wild success mm-hmm. compared to the people who just like save up and buy and really really work hard to try to convince people to work with them but it's a lot of work and discouraging and maybe I'll try posting on social media Oh, but that's hard to, maybe I'll, it's just like, it's this long road of like a bunch of like losses. Yeah. People saying no, 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 And most people quit. And then most people quit and, you know, and, and that's fine. If you're sitting on, you know, a couple properties, that's great. Owning a couple properties is great. But if you want to grow and you want to expand, I really do think that building your REI brand is the most important thing you can do. Yeah. Well, that's because scaling for, for most people, it takes, a, it takes a little while for most beginners to realize this, but in order to scale, you need joint venture partners. You do not, you, you will never have all the money and all the financing required. Never. It's just not possible. Not right now, at least. Um, and even if you had a million dollars in the bank, you don't have enough. If you have a million dollars cash in the bank, you do not have enough. You don't have enough to, to, to quit your job. Some people can quit their job, but you know, for the dumb audacious goals that you guys have, <laughs> why? It's the truth. A lot of people have dumb goals, like really, really big goals that are unnecessary. Um, you know, you need significantly more money in order to to buy the rental properties or to buy the the, the income passive income producing um, uh, properties or vehicles to to get you that cash flow to get you that passive income. You need significantly more. Um, and that's just mathematics. That's, you know, we can get into that another day. Um, but because of that, you're going to need to attract joint venture partners. So what do people do? They go and they ask their mom, their dad and their cousins and their brothers and sisters, Hey, will you invest with me? And they say, uh, no. And you're like, Oh, this sucks. It doesn't work. Well, that's why we put on a workshop to kind of show you how to get people to come to you as opposed to you going to them. Mm-hmm. It was a very, very, very good workshop. And I'm not just saying that cause I put it on. Um, I'm sure if I scroll through the comments, there's going to be plenty of people that would agree. Yeah. Um, now the, the thing is though, is that, you know, the people who attended the workshop, like 
now there's some work to do. Mm-hmm. Well, you I, can see, I, mean? I can see Jeremy in the comments here. Looking through my Facebook friends today after the branding workshop yesterday, 23% of my Facebook friends. <laughs> of course he has a percentage. Of course <laughs> I love 23%. you, Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> Of my Facebook friends are not investing in real estate. Now I know who to market towards. Yeah. But that's that's good. Yeah. I, I we, we find it funny that you're able to break it down because you're just you're But we so applaud good you. Yeah, you know exactly who that's, you're marketing to. That's perfect. Yeah. By definition. Yeah. Yeah, but it, it it does take work. It doesn't just, you know, it's not just like, okay, I'm gonna build my brand and then just like sit back and like it 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 is work. It does you know, take effort mm -hmm. and not everybody will do it. Some people win, some people lose. Some people do, some people don't. Some do, some don't. I love that. Uh, Garrett says that was an awesome workshop yesterday. Thank you. Uh, Johnny Five says thanks for the workshop. It was great. Really enjoyed it. Jeremy says it was really well done. Awesome. Yeah. Glad you enjoyed it, you guys. Yeah, I'm very happy with it. Very happy with it. So that was yesterday. Uh, we went out for a nice little dinner afterwards. Mm -hmm. It was a little celebration. Yeah. No tacos, but uh, yeah, nachos. <laughs> nachos are Mexican too, right? <laughs> Technically. There's no transaction. Yeah, but you got to celebrate your wins. Right? Yes, we did. There was no transactions, correct, so no tacos, but uh, nachos and I got nothing. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, today's a bit of a catch-up day. Yeah. For us, um, we had some stuff that we've been putting off. Our contractors need an updated uh, materials list. Um, it's literally sitting in front of Gabby. I put it right in front of her this morning. So just a nice little subtle reminder um, when she's <laughs> on the podcast. So, oh, I need to fill this out today. So we have a little materials list that we need to fill out for our contractors so they know what to buy. And uh, otherwise... Is that it for today? <laughs> um, more I, or less, yes, because we're mostly going mostly less. Mostly less. Um, we have uh, we're going to um, our daughter's school assembly today. A, she can't hear me. She's got her headphones on. There's a little awards day assembly that the parents are invited to, so we're going to that around noon. And yeah, it really kind of breaks up the day. <clears throat> cool. We we going to the gym this morning? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, go to the gym this morning, yep. get back, shower, head over to the assembly, assembly, and yeah, have a couple hours to work this afternoon. Sounds like a lovely day. Not, not too much stress, not too much pressure. Yeah. Um, tomorrow, uh, we're headed out to do walkthroughs. Uh, we got two new properties we're closing on um, early July. So I got uh, early access to go in there and do some measurements. So we're meeting our contractors tomorrow morning. And our joint venture partners um, in there, and we're gonna plan out what we're gonna do, you know, which wall we're gonna take down, and how we're gonna configure a few things, and what we're gonna replace, what we're not gonna replace. Mm -hmm. So uh, looking forward to that. Um, Gabby hasn't seen these properties. Well, you saw Gold Bar. Yeah. Um, but what's some... the other one? Oh yeah, Twiddle. Yeah, yeah, the Melwoods one. Uh, so we're gonna do that tomorrow, and then uh, I believe the plan for a Wednesday and on is taxes back to taxes <laughs> oh my god i feel like I, every time i i get like a, a day and then other stuff comes up that's why i'm not buying any properties yep I'll give you i give you i give you a couple days to finish taxes yeah 
I'm surprised we're still getting um, mortgage approvals because every time it's like, can you send your updated T1s? Can you send your updated um, corporate uh, whatever they ask for? Uh, and it's mail. Yeah, it's like, I'm working on it, I swear. Um, yeah, so definitely we need to get those done because if, if you try to buy another one, we'll probably get turned down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and... Uh, I have a I have a move out um, inspection on Wednesday, and a move Are in on you doing that? move in on Friday. I am. Um, so the, you're not doing taxes? <clears throat> no, it's it's Friday evening. Oh, I mean Wednesday evening before my mastermind. Wednesday evening before yeah. the mastermind. Yeah, and I have masterminds uh, this week as well. Mastermind week. Mastermind week. Yeah. So yeah, I have a move out on Wednesday. They asked if they could do it um, early on the 29th, um, just because they have some work stuff the next day. So. I said, absolutely. I'd always rather people move out early so that, um, you know, if something needs to get done, it can quickly throw somebody in there. And then, yeah, somebody moving in on the first coming from Quebec. So. I have a funny story, actually. There's no transition there? No, no vacancy. Sorry, no vacancy? Yep. Yeah, and awesome. um, and actually, when um, we hired somebody to do some viewings a few weeks back, and um, while she was there, I asked her to uh, look around, take some pictures, um, any damages or like excessive cleaning that it looks like needs to happen, um, just so that I have a good idea of what we're dealing with. And um, it was actually in really good shape, okay. minor nicks and stuff, but um, that's to be expected. Nolte's or Jonas. What? Nix. Nix? Lachey's? <laughs> what? Oh my God. Someone save me. <laughs> anyways. Cannons? Stop. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, can I, can I tell a little story? Yeah, you can tell your story. <laughs> okay. So we had um, somebody inquire about a rental property. And they are moving to Alberta from Quebec. They have some family here. Um, young couple, um, middle-aged child. And um, they just got married and um, just got back from their honeymoon and moving to Alberta. Okay. And they just got back from their honeymoon? Yeah. Is it? Okay. <laughs> what? I'm just Just some big life changes. They got married. They went on their honeymoon and now they're moving across the country. And they said... We're moving to Alberta. Yeah, new beginnings. They have family out here, and um, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm really trying to get a good idea of what's going on with the story. This is new to me. I'm learning. I'm I'm learning this right as you guys are. Yeah, and so, anyways, um, I set them up with a virtual viewing with um, a viewing agent, and um, and there was another in-person viewing that day. I had two um, people who were pre-qualified, so they had okay. already filled out application forms and. Um, I had already, you know, looked at their income and at their situation and everything, and I had pre-qualified them. Okay. So I sent the viewing agent in. She did um, the in-person viewing, and then she did the uh, virtual viewing. And both went really well. They both really liked the place. Both um, were very interested. Uh, but I was talking to the agent after, and she's like, yeah, the, the one thing, though, with the virtual viewing is that um, they were very concerned about where they were going to um, store their appliances. And so this is a main floor suite, single mm. detached garage, um, no storage, but it is like it's a two-story main floor suite. It's it's quite big and, and brand new, beautiful, um, but no storage. 
So they're really concerned about where they're going to um, store their appliances. And she's like, so I don't know why they were so concerned about that, but I'm having a feeling like maybe they're going to be looking to buy. Like if they really want to, you know, have their appliances, they're probably looking at purchasing maybe within the first year. So may might not be a long-term tenant. Well, that's good. And I was like, good, good insight. Yeah. Thank you. Um, she's like, so yeah, I'd be leaning towards the other one, which was a really good viewing. And she was very lovely. And I was like, okay. And so I get off the phone and I'm thinking, and I'm like, wait a minute. They're moving from Quebec. They're moving with their appliances. I'm like, that's really weird. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I have I knew a couple investors who were from Quebec yeah. um, that I was in a mastermind with early on. And I remember them telling me that in Quebec, like everybody moves on July 1st. It's just like a citywide thing. Like you, if you're moving, you're moving on July 1st. Really? And everybody moves with their appliances. So appliances don't stay at the rental. You purchase your appliances and you move with them. It's part of your like moving. And I always thought that that was just like so bizarre. So like on July 1st, it's just like a moving frenzy in Quebec. And yeah, and Isn't like July first Canada Day too. Yeah, yeah, but you know they they don't want to be part of, of, Can of Canada. Uh, easy, right? <laughs> easy. <laughs> Anyways, Whoa. so apparently, according to um, the the investors that I knew from Quebec, that is just like it's it's chaos. Like people are like all of the moving trucks are booked and everybody's moving on the first there's there's paint handymen in there painting and doing repairs and cleaners and it's just like chaos and um and and yeah garrett says we were all thinking it gabby Easy. said it <laughs> jeez way to divide the room Unbelievable. wow and so I was like, they think that they need to bring their appliances, but then they did this this virtual viewing and was like, why is there appliances there? Where are we going to store our appliances? Oh, okay. So they got confused. So I contacted her and I was like, I just want to clear something up. Um, just so you know, in Alberta, rental properties already have appliances in them. You don't need to bring your own appliances. Mm -hmm. Um I said, uh, you know, according to the viewing agent, she said that you're concerned about where you were going to store them. Um, but in case there's just a misunderstanding there, I just wanted you to know that you actually don't need to bring appliances. They're already there. Anywhere you move in, in Alberta, the place is going to have appliances. So you don't need to worry about that. Yeah. And she was like, Oh, okay. I didn't know that. That makes so much sense. And and then okay, so we don't we can just sell our appliances. We don't need to bring them. I and was, I was like, not yes. aware of that. <laughs> God way. So yeah, like had I not known that little fact, it, it probably would have been um just like a total miscommunication. She would have been like, Well, we have nowhere to store appliances. This isn't gonna work for us. Sorry. Yeah. Right. And um, yeah, so I, I cleared that up and, and everything was fine. And um, they were, they were very lovely. I ended up having a zoom call with them or a whatever WhatsApp call yeah. with them, video call. And um, yeah, they, they were lovely and they really wanted the place. And um, it, it just really worked out for the timing. The other tenant didn't want to move in until like the 15th or something like that. So I went ahead with them, signed them. They, you, you shortened that story so much considering how much you've been dealing with that new tenant over the last few weeks, all the other nonsense with that. There was only, there was only one other like little hookup and I totally understood it. I totally got where they were coming from. Yeah. So they were, um, they 
are moving from Quebec, but they hadn't met me. They had just done a virtual viewing mm -hmm. when they um, Google mapped the property. Street so this view. street view, this property was um, an infill. So it was a tear down and an infill new build. Um, 2019 years ago. Yeah. yeah. And um, so since then, Google, Google Maps, Google Street View hasn't been updated. So when they looked up the property, the address, it came up with this like little beat up shithole. Oh. <laughs> well, it needed to be torn down. <laughs> And so they were like, how come, so she messages me and she's like, how come this is what I see when I look up the address? And I was like, oh, okay. So it was a new build in 2019. Google streets hasn't been updated since whatever you can see, like it tells you whatever date that like street view was taken. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay. And then, and then she's also sending me a whole bunch of money. She's sending me first month's rent. She's sending me damage deposit. She's so she's like also sending, you know, this money she's never met me never seen me only did a virtual viewing with a viewing agent and the property doesn't show up on street view so she's right. nervous right. rightfully so yeah absolutely like absolutely i would be too and um so she's like sends me a message and so i had just taken um down no so she sends me a message and she says can you send me your id well, you asked her to send her a picture of her. Yeah, ID I always to confirm her ID. Yeah, I always ask um, tenants to send a picture She's of their like, ID to verify ID. I'll identity. show you mine if you show me yours. Yeah, so she basically, without saying, I'll show you mine if you show me yours. She said, "Can you send me your ID?" Yeah. Um, I just sent you a large sum of money. I'd like to verify. You know, I've never seen the place. Yada yada. And at that same time, I had actually um, taken down the rental ad, marked it as rented, and we were communicating through Facebook Messenger. Mm -hmm. And so, when you do that, your messages go into archive. And so I had seen that initial message and then I wanted to chat with Wayne about it because I was like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sending my ID <laughs> to a stranger in Quebec over the internet. I understand that I had asked her to do the same thing, yeah. but you know, like I'm, we, we have to follow the, um, what is it? Privacy laws and all that stuff with storing information. Yeah. Like as a business, as rental providers, like we need to store everything carefully. We need to delete it after a certain amount of time, have it properly, like all that kind of stuff. So like in my eyes, I'm like, you shouldn't be worried about yours, but like I'm, you want me to send my ID to some random just person in Quebec that I've also never met. So I was like, Wayne, what do I do? So we had briefly talked about it and it was like late at night and I was like, I'm not responding tonight. I'm like, I'll deal with it in the morning or whatever. So then I go back to access my messages and I can't access my archived folder. Like oh. it's like erroring me. It's not letting me like access any like messages or whatever. So um, I was like, okay, well, I'm probably, I'm going to have to log in on my computer or something. Something's wrong. Like it's something's glitching. Yeah. And so then I forgot about it that day and I didn't get to my computer and I didn't access it. It was over a weekend and we were, we were I think we were pretty busy. And so then I guess she had messaged me a couple times, but I'm not getting the messages because it's stuck in this archived folder. Okay. And so finally I, I get logged into my computer and I see that she's clearly like freaking out. Why aren't you responding to me? Oh, An email man. comes through our rental email being like, um, why haven't you responded? I sent my money and then all of a sudden you stopped responding to me and she's freaking out. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh my God, I felt awful. 
And so I was like, can we please hop on a, a video call? Like, when are you, when are you free? Let's hop on a video call. I'm so sorry. Like I told her that the messages got archived and I couldn't access them, which probably sounds like a lie to her, but like legit, this is what's happened. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I wouldn't believe you. Yeah. And so we hop on. So later that day, we got that afternoon, we got on a call and she was, I, I pick up the phone and the video turns on and, and instantly she doesn't even say hi. She's like, oh, you look exactly like your profile picture. Okay. Thank you so much. Like she just needed to know that I was a real person, like, cause yeah. she was, she was freaking out. Yeah. So I apologized profusely and I did, I, I had, I brought my ID with me and I, I said, I do want to show you my ID like here. You can see she's like, okay, good. Yeah, it says your name. I see it. everything's fine. Thank you so, so much. And just like, yeah, she's just super happy just to know that I was real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it it was a little bit of uh yeah. I, 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 I thought about that after, like, while it was all going on. And I, I, I try and play little games in my head um, as to, like, how, how a normal um, landlord or, you know, rental provider would have handled that situation. And, and this is, this stuff drives me bonkers. If, if you guys are, for any of you guys that are in, in like Alberta, for example, um, if you, if you're in the Alberta landlord community, Facebook group, I'm in there on a regular basis. And I'm just like, I'm constantly like shaking my head, trying to, to educate people on, on how to properly, you know, um, screen tenants, how to get tenants in, how to sign them, you know, how to treat them. Cause I feel like the 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 education the narrative these days is to be like treat it like a business but like treat it like a i don't know like a treat every prospect like a number value your time don't leave your desk unless they've already pre-filled out an application and sent you the money and sent you the picture of their id because you shouldn't be driving down there wasting your time you know doing viewings um you're an investor and and, and like it drives me bonkers just the way that people treat it these days. So like, you know, I imagine like if, if I were to follow that, um, and I'm not saying that particular group does that, but it just seems like landlords in general, they're, they're, they're treating it like that. Well, if they don't fill in an application before, uh, then I ain't going to show it to them. And I'm thinking to myself, you're losing like 80% of your tenants right there mm -hmm. because guess what? Like that's what people don't want to fill out applications beforehand. You know what they're going to do? They're going to naturally gravitate towards the landlord that says, yeah, sure. I'll show it to you in an hour. Yeah. Right. So you're just missing out. I did. Pre I did have these people fill out applications. Well, this one yeah. was because of out of province, obviously. Yeah. But, you know, I think about that and I think about like how someone would have handled that. And like, I, I, I pretend I was that type of a landlord and I probably would have said, no, I'm not sending you my ID. I don't have to. You send me your ID. Otherwise you're not getting the place. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that, that, mm. that seems like how people are treating it these days. <clears throat> and I can't, I lost count how many times where, you know, something happened with a tenant that we, you know, we have and automatically, assume, automatically, we assume the worst automatically assume the worst that they're just trying to, to scam us. They're just trying to get out of paying rents. That's a bullshit excuse. I'm not giving them to the 15th. I'm going to go and I'm going to, I'm going to put down the notice on the second day, you know, on the second after they miss the rent to let them know if they don't pay within the next 14 days, they're addicted. And just all these, all these things that people are teaching which, you know, are right. They're the, they're the right way to cover your ass. But at the same time, so much can be cleared up with so much can be cleared call. up with a quick phone call. Yeah. But no, you don't get on the phone because once you get on the phone, they're going to give you their sob story and it's just all bullshit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I, I, 
I can't count how many times where I have naturally just like demonized. instinctively I've demonized yeah. them and I've said, nope, tell them that if they don't have it by tomorrow, then, when, then we're evicting them. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I take a second, I take a deep breath and I'm like, okay, let's just get on the phone with them. And they get on the phone with them and they tell you something and it's like, oh, that makes total sense. I, I wish I would have done this sooner. And then you realize that they're not villains. They're not demons, that they're just people and something happened and it could be resolved. Yeah. But we automatically, instinctively, we just, we think that, that every tenant is like the worst tenant you've ever had. And you automatically, oh, well, I've been through this before. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, Wayne, can I tell you about, um, I actually, something I've never, I didn't tell you, but that happened recently. There's a lot I, of stuff okay, that you're so finding I'm, out. <laughs> I literally just said that like, I'm trying not to categorize tenants and assume that they're all the, like our worst tenants. And now you're about to tell me. No, yeah. I'm, I'm about to tell you a story about exactly what you just said, about okay. how stuff can be cleared up. Well, Let there's me been a guy who hasn't this. paid rent in four months and I <laughs> no. haven't told you. <laughs> you just got a really good story. Yeah, no. So um, we have a tenant who always pays like a week or two in advance, like, like rent comes in ridiculously early. Okay. And always on time. Um, one of the highest rents that we have and it's a main floor suite. And um, he's just, he's happy to be there. He just resigned and... Um, couple months ago and yeah he always just pays in advance okay and so the last two months um he's he's messaged beforehand saying you know i'm i'm so sorry i'm just i don't i'm, I'm not gonna have rent until the fifth or the tenth or like whatever day so the last two months in a row and i was just like um the first one i just kind of let go and was like okay if it comes in on the fifth grade if it doesn't i'll just do immediate 14 day whatever yeah um, and then the second time well, I was, now yeah, now, pattern. yeah, now we have a pattern and I didn't deal with it as I should have the first time. I was just like too busy, whatever. If it's like, I'll, I'll deal with it when I need to. So second month comes and again, I'm so sorry. Um, I'm not going to be able to pay until the 10th. So this time it's getting even further into the month. So I just sent an email back and I just said, Hey, tenant, um, what's going on? You've always, you've always, I know that you've always paid well in advance. Um, and it seems like the last two months, um, you know, you haven't, haven't been able to get the money together or whatever. Um, is everything okay? Is, um, has your situation changed? Um, should we have a conversation about whether you're going to be able to continue to be able to pay rent, pay the rent and mm -hmm. pay it on time? Um, what's going on? That sounds pretty respectful. Yeah, um, because I, I was kind of giving him an out because I was like, if he can't afford this and he needs to get out, I want him to do it this summer. I don't want to string this along and have have him bail in the fall or something. You know right. what I mean? Like, I want to know now if we need to terminate this and and move on. So he replied back and he and was just like, I am so sorry. I've had all these things, all these really like series of unfortunate events happening right now. And it's been a really hard time. Um, but I'm, I'm coming out of it. Like I'm going to have rent for you on the 10th and moving forward, there's going to be no issues. I'm, I'm at the end of these really bad things that have happened. And I assure you that, um, that no, I, I love being here. I want to continue renting here. I'm going to, I can afford it. I've just had a really tough couple of months. And I said, okay, that's great. Thank you so much. And so what happened? I got early rent a couple of days ago from him. Oh, wow. So it, it was, yeah, it was like, I wanted to make sure that if, if, like I said, if something had changed and he wasn't going to be able to afford it moving forward, that I was giving him an out, yeah. basically. Like, go find something that you can afford. 
and it was summer, so I wasn't super concerned. He had just resigned as well. So he was like a month or two into resigning for the next year. So um, it wasn't a big deal. Like if I would have just probably let him go. I mean, obviously I would have wanted to find somebody before just cutting him off the, off the hook. But yeah. Yeah. And yeah, it just turned out that he just hit a bad patch and, but he was back on his feet. That's good. Yeah. I, I, I think that the lesson in here is that um, what I was trying to explain earlier, like through those types of Facebook groups and stuff, because you know, we read them, uh, you know, we join those groups to, to learn. We join those groups to, to get advice from other landlords. Um, and then the problem is, is that like you see a post about someone who, you know, did something very similar, right? And the tenant took advantage of the situation. Uh, that particular, no, the, that particular person took advantage of the situation. Um, they weren't able to come out of it, whether it was valid or not. And four months went by where they fell behind and they were $4,000 behind. And then, you know, they were treating the tenant very poorly. So the tenant wasn't very happy about it. And they Mm -hmm. left. They didn't clean up the place. They owed $4,000 in rent and $2,000 in cleaning and repairs needed to be done. So it was $6,000. The tenant didn't have the money. So you weren't able to collect against them because they've obviously been going through a rough patch. They didn't have the cash to pay it. So I had to go into collections and everything else and they never got paid. And then, so the moral of the story for that particular landlord on that post was never, ever let it get behind. Always be there on the second day after they don't pay rent. Make sure you post the 14-day eviction notice on the door. If they pay within the 14 days, then obviously you cancel the eviction notice. But it shows them that that from day one, you are serious. You never, ever show them your hand. You never show them any. You never give them an inch. You never say, okay, sure, no problem. I'll let you pay on the 14th this month. No big deal. Always put the eviction notice there just to always have it hanging over their heads to show that you mean business and rent is paid on time. And everybody reads that like, oh, this guy's really smart. We should totally do that. And trust me, that's for a while there. I mean, that was me as well. But what I found was that like, it's just, you may as well just evict. You may as well just like tell them, hey, do you want out? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because your, your, your relationship with your tenants done. Done. It's dead. Yeah. Like they are not going to, they're not going to appreciate coming home on the second after work and seeing an eviction notice, a 14 day eviction notice posted on their door. And maybe they, maybe they forgot. Yeah. Which is really it dumb happens. on their part, <laughs> but you know, happens. shit happens. Like, you know, maybe the first fell on a weekend and they were going camping and they were so worried about getting all packed up and loading the cooler that they forgot to do it. And they come back on the fourth and there's an eviction notice there. They're like, what the shit? Okay, I made a mistake, but you don't have to put an eviction notice on my door and embarrass me in front of my neighbors. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think just sometimes a lot of this stuff can be handled. You know what? And though we have a communications agreement, you and I, all communication is through email. We do that to protect ourselves. So that way all communication is is documented and Mm -hmm. there's no communication through text or phone calls. So that way it can't be like, oh yeah, well they called me and told me that. No, all communication is through email. Yeah. But from time to time, it's not terrible just to hop on a phone call and be like, hey, it's so-and-so, you know, it's the third, you know, you didn't pay rent on the first. We haven't heard anything back from you. Just checking in to make sure that everything's okay. And then it goes to voicemail and they call you back in a few minutes. They're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I have no reception. I completely forgot I'll send this off to you. Bam, you just solved a huge problem. Now, if they don't call you back within a day, then go serve the eviction notice, mm-hmm. right? And if they, they give you some sob story, whichever else, then at least you have the ability to hear that rather than them avoiding you because they're afraid. And, you know, you can determine whether that's valid or not. I think if they have, you know, a story or something's going on, then my advice to you, I'm going real deep into detail on this one now, but 
my advice to you in that situation, because I want to be thorough, um, would be to say, okay, well, what day can you pay on? And they say, well, I don't know, maybe the 9th or the 10th. And the, no, 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 no. If we're going to allow you to be late, you have to tell us which day you're going to pay it. And we're going to sign an agreement that it's going to be paid on that day. Okay, well, I'll just play it safe by the 12th guaranteed. Okay, by the 12th guaranteed? Yes. Okay, I'm going to send you over an email right now just summarizing this. And you're going to sign it saying that, you know, we have agreed to allow you until the 12th to pay this Um and you need to pay this amount in full and that, you know, your late fee will apply. Yep. And there it is. They sign it. If they don't pay on the 12th, then you go and do the immediate eviction, which is, you know, in Alberta, you can go and apply for, you know, in extreme circumstances, you know, you can apply for, uh, um, almost like a, a faster, um, you don't have to give the 14 day eviction notice before, um, applying for mediation or an RTDRS hearing. Mm -hmm. So you just go immediately, you book in your hearing, um, then you serve them the hearing notice, and then you just go through the process of getting rid of them, which is, you know, fine. Um, it's a lot easier to do, and you're far more likely to win when you show that you tried. Uh, the, the act is the act. I mean, like, there are rules, there are laws that, you know, that everyone's supposed to follow. And one of those, the most important, is that, you know, they pay rent when it's due. I mean, that's a very clear rule. Mm -hmm. And when they don't, I mean, they're clearly in violation. They're in default. But I, there is a little bit of discretion and leniency when it comes to, you know, when, when, when you have, we're sitting there with a mediator and they're looking at the situation and they see that that person quite clearly just made a mistake. Maybe they were laid off. They're going to sympathize with them, which rightfully so, whatever. Um, but when you show that you offered them an agreement yeah. and they signed it and they still didn't do it, that basically just secures your win. Yeah. You're going to get what you want and you're going to get them out as quickly as possible. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Annette asks here, would you do the confirmation of late, late payment date by email or formally by DocuSign? Yeah. So you do up a, a repayment agreement, um, and get them to sign it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we do that through a signature. App. And for a lot of these amateur landlords in these Facebook groups and stuff like that, I say amateur landlords, I mean like people who have a rental property, but they don't treat it like a business, not people like us, like investors. Um, for a lot of them, they don't have a reserve fund in place. And the reason why we're so chill about it, and it's okay if it takes them, you know, 60 days to get this person out because there's a process. I'm okay with that because I mean, it's, I have a reserve fund in place. You know what I mean? I have a good cash flowing property. Like I have, I've, I've set aside money in my reserve to cover situations like this. And that way I don't act impulsively or emotionally, mm -hmm. whereas I'm just able to treat it like a business. And if it means it takes an extra 14 days or 30 days to get them out, as opposed to, you know, serving them the notice on the second, um, I'm okay with that. But the people that are trying to serve them notice on the second, it's because they want to get them out as immediately as possible because I need to get another person in here because I can't afford these mortgage payments. I need the rent to pay it. Right. Yeah. Which you try to take the emotions out of it. You try to take the impulse out of it because what you want to do is you want to treat this like a business. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And so don't listen to amateur landlords who are just trying to save a buck, who are just stubborn. You know, listen to the people who've been treating it like a business for years. That's my advice. Or do the other. But I mean, I just want to give you guys some perspective on it. Just to, a lot of times, a lot of this can be solved by a quick phone call. You don't have to be stubborn. Like, mm -hmm. Get on the phone with them and ask them what's going on. Yeah. And if they don't have a reasonable excuse, then be like, hey, I totally sympathize with what's going on. I'm real sorry you're going through that. But, you know, 
you know, we're offering you, you know, a place to live and this is a business and we need to treat it as such. And unfortunately, we're going to have to sever, you know, this agreement because you're in default. I'm going to give you a couple of weeks to find a new place, but we're going to have to end this agreement where we don't feel, we don't feel comfortable moving forward with this. We don't think it's salvageable. They're not going to be happy, but at least you treated with them with, with respect. Right? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I love all the things that, um, like uh, when we went out for uh, dinner with uh, Barry and Donna, the Quebec thing came up. You're like, I had no clue that that all happened. Mm -hmm. And then um, yesterday I got a phone call from a uh, tree removal service and you were like, what was that all about? And I'm like, oh, they're cutting down a tree at one of the rental properties. You're like, what? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and then the, the tenant who paid late two months in a row. Like, I just, I don't even tell Wayne what's happening these days. <laughs> just take of, care of stuff. Okay. This is, this is another valuable lesson. I don't want to go too far. No, cause I got a couple of questions here that I need to answer today, but mm. um, this is, this, this is a, a great lesson uh, for, for you guys, because this took me a very long time. And I know a lot of people struggle with this. Um, I had to make the decision that I needed to, to detach myself and to trust that Gabby was taking care of it. And for the first, how many years? Five, mm -hmm. five years, maybe six, the first five or six years, even though we had established roles in the business, Gabby and I, I still struggled with letting it go. I had all of the things that I was responsible for and a job, and I was still following up and making sure Gabby was doing what she was supposed to do too. And I kept telling myself and she kept telling me like, you need to, you need to just relax and let me deal with this. And even though I said, okay, I, I was still finding myself, I would leave that email open because we have separate emails for different businesses and different stuff. I would leave that email open and I would still be reading her responses. And then I would go up and be like, hey, next time, maybe reword this email a little bit better to get the outcome that you want. And Gabby's like, no, oh, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, <laughs> like I'll write my own emails. <laughs> and it wasn't that, you know, Gabby's emails were wrong. I just thought I could word it a little bit differently because, you know, that's the way I wanted to word it. And, and I'm like, oh, shoot. Well, if you want, like, why would you put that? Why wouldn't you attach this? And I'm just like, I was like critiquing her because um, I wanted the best outcome. So I wanted it to be perfect. But like, it, what it all came down to is the fact that I just, I didn't trust her. And, um, and, and that's a me thing. It's not a her thing. And, um, and, and of course, like, you know, we, we struggle through other things in, in, in our business and I guess relationship as well. It's all intertwined mm -hmm. about, you know, Gabby trusting me as well. Mm -hmm. Gabby trusting that like when Wayne's going and doing these deals, she's like, Wayne, where are you getting this money from? Like, where is this coming from? Like, what happens if this, like, and I'll be like, hey, hey, hey chill, 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 just chill, just, just, just focus on the tenants. I got this. So she's the same thing. Like she wants to just underlying underneath. She's like, she may say she trusts me, but she doesn't trust me. And um, it takes, it takes a while in order to, to build that trust for each other, right? To, to know that everything is going to be taken care of, um, that they are, you know, responsible enough and, and competent enough in order to handle the decisions of their role. Um, and yeah, for a while there, I had a, I had a really hard time with it. I, I kept that email open and I would, even though I told her, yeah, yeah you're good. I was still reading her emails just to make sure she, everything was going well. And I was still like, when I'd be driving, I'd follow up and say, Hey, did you, did that person ever pay? 
I literally did it yesterday, actually. I don't know why I did it, <laughs> but I remember that someone, I don't know if it was rental related or not, but um, did that person make that payment? Did that other person make that payment? Uh, what about those two rent to own tenant buyers? Because they, they, they always miss payments. Um, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. And then, so it's like, it's hard to turn it off and I'm still working on it, but you know, it's important to, for you guys to know that that is something that you're going to have to build towards. And I know a lot of people relate with that, especially, you know, husbands and wives who work together. Mm -hmm. Um, he just, he's got to work on it. <laughs> I yeah. mean, there's, there's no simple answer other than like, you just got to trust them. You got to trust that, the, that, that they got it. And that from time to time that your partner is going to make mistakes. I make mistakes all the time. Gabby makes mistakes all the time. It's just, you know, as you're growing and you're learning, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to miss things. You're going to miss word things. You're going to forget to hit send. You're going to forget to send that transfer. It's, 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 but you can't, you can't, that can't be the reason why it's like, this is why I can't trust you. It's because you miss that. Because mm -hmm. like both parties miss shit all the time. It's, 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 you know, it is what it is. Um, but I found like early on, like I would constantly ask Gabby, well, literally every single thing she was doing. And then I would find something where she missed it. I'm like, this is why I ask every day. And it's, it's, it's no good. It's no good for your business relationship. And it's fucking terrible for your marriage. Yeah. We had lots of rough patches. Lots There's of rough so patches. so much going on. It's like, yeah. you know, from, from, from each of our perspectives, I mean, like, for me, like I'm implementing all these things and I'm getting these deals up and she's like, where's this money coming from? Like got this joint venture partner, don't worry. And then she, you know, you forget to send the document to the joint venture partner. The joint venture partner calls me up and goes, where's this document? And I'm like, oh, she, she sent it. No big deal. Like, no, she didn't. And I look and she didn't. I'm like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? So like, I'm relying on her to do things. She's relying on me to do things. I'm not shitting on you right now. I'm just saying things happen, right? It's, it's normal. It's just, it is what it is. But then naturally that one thing happens and it's, and it's like now you, you, you know, you lose trust in them, but you know, there's no, it, it happens and you need to get used to it and that no one is perfect. And, and you drop the ball just as many times as the other person drops the ball. But, um, if you have no trust in your relationship with your partner in business, it's not going to last. It's not, it's not going to last. I wanted to share that. Um, and I wanted to apologize, Gabby, for asking you about those payments yesterday. <laughs> okay, so we got 10 minutes left. And someone emailed in questions last week. <coughs> I've been meaning to answer these questions. Mm -hmm. And then halfway through the week, I'm like, I really got to answer those questions. And then I printed off the questions and I put it on our desk so we don't forget the questions. And we still well, got nine minutes. And we got nine questions. And there's like, I was going to say there's like 15 <laughs> questions. Tonight. So I'm going to answer them as quickly as I can. I'm going to try and categorize them. And if, if we get some of them tomorrow, then we'll get some of them tomorrow. But um, guys, I, I just want to remind you guys that, you know, um, we prefer that you guys call in. Okay. We prefer that you click the call in button and call rather than just like littering the chat box with questions, because it's really hard for us to keep up with it on a live show. We're talking, mm -hmm. Gabby and I are looking at each other. We can't necessarily see between all the likes and all the conversations that are being had in the mornings, it's really hard for us to see the questions and it's just, it's, it's not a good flow. So the best way for you to do this, we, we prefer that you call in. So if you're listening in live, hit the call in button. If not, if you're in like, you know, you're one of those, um, uh, sorry buggers in the, on the West coast where this is a little too early to join live, then feel free to email us at info at rem morningshow.com. And, uh, you can send your questions that way and then we'll answer them when we get to them. But 
um, yeah, we'd really honestly prefer that you call in. It's, it's significantly better. And we'd love to hear your voice. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So uh, questions for today. Um, how do I tell a friend that it's not a good idea to use most of her earnings to pay off her mortgage? I told her she could use her HELOC to buy a rental property, but she said that she doesn't want that because she wants to pay her mortgage off quicker. This person should have joined our REI branding workshop. <laughs> I told you it's going to happen. I fucking told you. I said the next week after our branding workshop, we're literally going to say should have been there. Should have been <laughs> at the branding workshop because mm -hmm. that's literally the answer. So this, this is a two-parter for me. Do you mind if I answer this yeah, one? Please. Grab the next one. Um, two-parter. One, uh, it could be that they don't trust you. And trust is everything in this game. Say it all the time. You need to, if they don't trust you, they won't, they won't listen to you. doesn't matter if you have all of the mathematics and all of the, you know, performers and pie charts and bar charts and flow charts and all the other charts. You got it all up in this nice PowerPoint presentation and you got all these other people behind, you know, that, that have said that, yes, this works. doesn't matter if they don't trust you. They're not going to believe a single word you say. It's the honest to God truth. They don't trust you and maybe they like you. Maybe they're best friends with you. You know, this is, yeah. How do I tell a friend? This person likes you. They'll, they'll drink a bottle of gray goose with you. You know, they'll down a pink Whitney with you, but do they trust you enough to pull a second mortgage or a home equity line of credit on their home to invest $100,000 with you? That's a different level right there. That's a real different level. And you know what? It's hard. It's, it's hard to get your friends to do it. It's hard to get your parents to do it, um, to, to really trust you that much. So you need to build trust with them. And, and ultimately what I, what I would say is that, you know, you need to do that through, you know, quote unquote, branding yourself as the, as a trustworthy person, right? So you need to show them that you have experience. You need to show them that you're taking courses. You need to show them and, and you don't want to shove it down their throat. What you need to do is show, you can show it to them in passing at the water cooler. You can, you know, you can, when someone asks you what you're doing the night before you or the weekend before you can say, I was out checking out properties. You can post it on social media. There's lots of different ways to do it. Um, uh, or you could take a workshop and we can show you how to do that, but it's a little too late. So, <laughs> but ultimately what it is, is the reason why they're saying no is because they don't trust you. Now, the, the other part of this answer, without knowing, you know, you or your friend or being there on, uh, as a fly on the wall, um, the other thing could be just that they don't want to. Money is a funny thing that everybody has an individual relationship with based on how they were brought up, based on mistakes they've made, mm -hmm. things they've done, their belief on debt, like all the, it's, it's very complex. Mm -hmm. And uh, our relationship with money is usually something that people need to heal within themselves somewhere along the way in their life um, because we heavily rely on what our parents told us yeah. um, and, and their relationship with money. It's, it seems to be handed down. So if somebody has a strong belief that they need to pay off their mortgage and that that's the best thing for them, um, and maybe that is the best thing for them. Maybe they don't want to go and buy another a rental property. They just want to pay off their mortgage and continue on with their lovely life that they built. You can't force someone to do something, yeah. even though you know that logically it makes the most sense for you to do that. Logically, yes. I yeah. could tell you a whole lot of logical stuff. People still are too stubborn. They don't do it. 
yeah. right? Logically, building a brand is the, is the best uh, you know approach to making sure that you raise capital and build trust with your investor partners and create opportunities. Logically, and yet people don't do it. Look, yeah. literally, I watch every day. People don't do it. Logically, you should. Now, yeah. logically, you're looking at you know your friend and being like, hey, why do you have all that equity sitting there, making no money? It's dead equity. And their their logic on their side is that well, if I pay off my mortgage, then I have no payment. You know what I mean? That's their belief. That's your belief. That's their logic. Yeah. And if that's what they want to do, then that's what they want to do. You can't yeah. convince someone to do something. What you can do is you can strategically educate them through social media mm-hmm. on how how it can benefit them. And if they decide to if they make the decision on their own, then they'll come to you. Mm-hmm. If not, then it's just not right for them. And they're not your prospect. And though you want to help them and you know it can help them uh, you know, immensely and, and, and better their, their future and their life, at the end of the day, if they don't want to, then they don't want to. And then just move on to the next person who does. Yep. That simple. Okay. Uh, okay. Answers that. Uh, how do you explain to someone that getting taxed on the money they will make from private lending shouldn't stop them from lending. My friend wants to private lend me some money, but is afraid that she will have to pay a lot of tax because it will be considered as her income. (laughs) So funny that people... (laughs) That this is a thing? Yeah, that people are like, I don't want to pay taxes on money I make. (laughs) No, 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 no. I don't want to lend to you and make money because then I'm going to have to pay taxes on the money that I make. Yeah. Well, so I'm just going to keep it in a savings account with 0.02% interest. <laughs> well, Sorry, here's, uh, yeah. Well, unfortunately for the last 80 to 90 years, that's just the way that things are now. <laughs> uh, we, we pay taxes on money we make. Uh, it's called income tax. I could Google it. Um, it was created during, I don't know, World War One or World War II. Can't really recall on the top of my head. But, um, and it kind of stuck. Kind of stuck that uh, for every dollar you make, uh, the government is going to tax you. And uh, <laughs> if your friend's belief is that, well, I don't want to lend, I don't want to make money because I'm going to have to pay taxes on it. <laughs> um, uh, well, it, it comes back to... Uh, you can explain to them and I can give you an answer right now. You can go and you can, you can say that. Um, you can be like, girl, like any money you make, you're going to get taxed on. So that's just not a logical. So you can either not make any money so that you're not taxed or you can make money and and pay a bit of tax on it. Yeah. It's not that bad. And you didn't have to do anything. All you had to do was transfer the money over. You'd have more. (laughs) You didn't have to lift a finger. Yeah. You have more than if you didn't. Um, and if you say that, uh, what do you think the likelihood is that they're going to, they're going to actually believe you? They're going to be like, Oh, Oh, that makes sense. No, I don't think that they're going to because they have it in their head. That's their belief. And, um, as I said earlier, you can have the right answer for everything, but if they don't trust you, they're not going to listen. That applies to everything in real estate investing and applies to everything in life. If they don't trust you, then they won't listen. So my, my response to that is you tell them that you get taxed on everything and that's just part of life in North America or you know, at least this country that I'm assuming that most countries tax people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
That's my answer. Let me know if it works. Uh, <laughs> email me back and let me know what they said. <laughs> it, but that is, there's no bet. There's no trick. There's no like one liner that I can give you that it's like, Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. It's, it's, it really comes down to trust. Um, let's hit the other seven questions tomorrow. Um, I got one more. Uh, what's the best strategy to use when you're a new investor with not a lot of capital? I'm thinking of wholesaling, but I don't live in Edmonton and I won't be able to do the flyers and driving for dollars strategy. What are my other options? I don't think that living in Edmonton has anything to do with it. You can wholesale in any market. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you can, you can wholesale wherever. Unless, of course, like what you're saying is that, you know, Edmonton is your home base and, um, you know, you're not around there very often because you're working out of town. Again, I don't, I don't know you well enough to really understand all the, the everything about you, but you can wholesale in any market. Um, what you need is you need, um, good marketing. Uh, you need time in order to, you know, to, to, to get deals, a good understanding of your market. And lastly, you need investors or buyers to buy your deals. So when you do lock up a deal um, and you got a really good price on it or really good terms, you need to have someone that's that's looking for that type of deal and and you need to be able to sell it to them. So those are the those are the key components that you need and 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 to be honest, I mean you can do it remotely too. Uh, kind of sorta. You can do a lot of that online. You can you can hire people to go out and do flyers for you or to, 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 to drive for dollars or to knock on doors and whichever. And, um, you could create a website where, you know, we buy houses, you know, edmonton.com or something along those lines. And, and people can go to your website and they can fill out a form online an application. And then, you know, inform them that you'll call them within 24 hours. You get notified. There's a new application. You call them for wherever you are, or you're on the road, you're driving a truck or whichever. I don't know. And then you, you call them and ask them all the questions. You fill out your lead sheet, pull over, fill out your lead sheet. And then what you can do is you can have people, you know, working for you in town that can go and check out the property, do a video tour for you. And then once you're completed, then, then you can, you know, you can write them an offer and you can send it over through DocuSign and they can sign it. And, and then you could secure it with never even looking at it. I mean, it's like, it's not impossible <laughs> doing it remotely. It's a little more difficult. It's going to cost a little bit of money. You need to need to build a team, but it's definitely 100% not impossible. Um, all of that, assuming that you live in Edmonton, but you're not in Edmonton mm-hmm. often. Otherwise, I mean, you can wholesale wherever you want. It's, I think it's a great place to start. It's a great, I like wholesaling because it's a great, um, you don't need any money to start. Right. You can literally do it with zero money. You can start knocking on doors or you can start, you know, fill out flyers on scrap pieces of paper or on a yellow, you know, note, sticky notepad, um, stick it on their door. Uh, you can drive for dollars and just look at houses and then go knock on the door and say, Hey, I'm an investor. I saw your house. I really want to buy your house. Ever thinking about selling it? Here's my card. Really simple. And, uh, it's a great way to learn your neighborhood as well. It forces mm-hmm. you to learn your neighborhoods and learn your, your market and, you know, it forces you to learn, you know, how much houses are worth, you know, uh, unrenovated, how much houses are worth uh, renovated, like, you know, what's, what's a good deal, 
you know, you can work with realtors and other experts in your market to, to learn like what, if I were to buy this property and renovate it, you know, um, beautifully, beautiful, beautifully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what would, what would it be worth afterwards? And, and based on that and based off the cost of the renovation to make it that beautiful, what price do I need to buy it for? Like you can learn, you can learn what a good deal is. And, you know, that's, that's good, valuable information for as you progress and maybe you start wanting to do your own flips or maybe you want to buy your own properties and renovate them and keep them and burr them and stuff. So I like wholesaling a lot. I think it's really good. Um, it's a great place to get started and I'd highly recommend it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, you know, we're four minutes over and when, uh, we have a very busy day today. <clears throat> Now I've got a pretty super chill day, but uh, we're looking forward to it and we want to get started. And I hope you guys have an awesome day, an awesome week, and we'll see you tomorrow morning. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 